What is up, people? It's your man, Sergeant B. This is another regenerated podcast, regenerating you mind, body, and soul. I'm out here with my cable toe, Thomas D. Mosley. That's right. He is the uh, worshipful master. You still a worshipful master, right? Technically. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, no, hold on. Keep, hey, introduce yourself, man. All right, man. Hey, what's going on, guys? I am uh, Thomas Mosley. I am, uh, I guess you could say... The current worshipful master of Spring Bacasia Lodge 93, although I had to leave my post because the army uh, sent me away. And uh, so right now my senior warden's holding it down. Shout out to Uncle Mac. Um, and I am in the, I did eight years in the United States Marine Corps. And I'm currently going on my third year in the United States Army. Yeah, I did have to think about it. <laughs> We not we not burning these ribs again. No, we ain't burning these ribs. Uh, we just out here vibing, Bye. barbecuing, and just uh chopping it up. Chopping it up, man. So, um, for those of you that know, um, I met this guy at a weird time in life. <laughs> and and th- those of you that are uh. Freemasons, you understand. <laughs> All right. I ain't finna go too deep into it, but you definitely understand. I met him at a weird place in life. But anyway, we just out here grilling and we just in here talking about um just talking about life and just trying to get a different perspective. Um we gr- so I ain't gonna lie, like we burned the fuck out them ribs, man. Yeah, we did. But it's okay. We bought, we got another slab we of ribs, and but before the before the night is over, we're gonna have these ribs. Yeah, we are. And so we were the last topic that we talked about before we said we wanted to start a the podcast. Um, so how has question? This this is real. Mm-hmm. I so how has Freemasonry? change your perspective in life now i do mind you um to always be cautious all right because mm-hmm. i'm gonna put this out on the on the uh on the interwebs on the interwebs Got it. all right all right carry on i'm gonna let you talk how has how has freemasonry changed my perspective on life that is an outstanding question um i think it's made me more self-aware a lot aware of uh, my actions, aware of my thoughts, um, and just uh, all around as, as an all around whole. I just kind of try to live by the values that's been instilled in us. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, honestly, like I've met some solid dudes. Well, you yourself being include included. Uh, through it and uh like i love you you are my brother and to be honest man like right here is just one way it's even changed my life right. it's me sitting here because right. under any other circumstances we probably wouldn't be sitting together right nah, now we, we wouldn't have even have met two different sides of the spectrum man way yeah you were uh working you were fueling aircraft right yeah and i was uh rocket artillery yeah. like, on two different sides of post yeah. I was on Camp Stanley. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Probably about 30, 45 minutes away. Mm-hmm. I was over there at, uh, by the Warriors Club. Right. I remember, bro. And uh, 
It wasn't until that fateful day. <laughs> that fateful day that I had no clue what was going on. So to, to a little backstory on some of you guys is actually one of my uh, one of my good friends. Uh, shout out Justin Sloan, who we were in the same unit. He's the one that that got me into it. He's the one that kind of you know prodded me into that direction. Now I was going through with him, and I thought it was just gonna be me and, and Justin. I didn't know there was going to be other people involved. We got, we got uh, you, Justin, me, <laughs> Eric. Uh, Kenny. Kenny. <laughs> and then uh, Rocky. Rocky, yep. Uh, who else? Uh, it was a lot of us. Uh, oh, uh, Teddy. Teddy, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> oh, man, I'm just watching Dragon Ball Z. We had uh, Frey. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and that that made up Gmod, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I think. Hey man, I'm really not trying to burn these ribs I this hear time. Flames licking. Yep, I mean, I just kind of feel like, man, when people think about, I mean, outside looking in about Freemasonry, even I've had those thoughts to be like, okay, you know what, Freemasonry, I'm 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 afraid of it because I've heard, I ain't gonna lie, I heard the stories, I heard the horror stories, mm-hmm. um. I heard about, you know, denouncing, you know, your religion or whatever the hell you mm-hmm. had going on. I heard about uh, the occultish-type mm-hmm. atmosphere, man, and um, that's totally not the case. No, not at all. <laughs> now that I'm in and I and I see a, a bigger side of it, that's totally not the case. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get off the topic of Freemasonry. Because it could get deep, and I'm and, deep. and I'm gonna be cautious today. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about something else, man. We always we ask the question, ladies and gentlemen, what is one thing that you could, if you had a chance, to relive and why? And also, do you have regrets? While I check these ribs, do you want to share yours? Or sure. I, okay, I'm gonna share mine as soon as I get done checking these ribs. So you know. The question that uh, my brother over here asked, man, uh, we were talking about that earlier. And you know, my dad passed away in March, and uh, one of my my regrets, or one of the things I would have changed, is uh, I would have gone on more motorcycle rides with my with my dad. You know, there were times where he wanted to go, you know, ride motorcycles with me, and uh, I was too tired, or I was hungover from the night before, or you know, something. I had other plans. And, uh, you know, some of those people that I had those plans with, right, they're not around this, they're not around today. And I mean, they're not around, they're, uh, they're just no longer in my life. It ain't fully gone, but... Oh, shit. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. It's gonna get there. My, my bad, I interrupted. No, it's, uh, it's made me try these ribs. They're pretty good so far. They ain't done yet, but so you so far so good. So you letting the people know you're eating raw ribs. I am eating raw ribs right now, <laughs> but it's pretty damn good raw ribs. I'll tell you I, what, I, I did it so you could taste the seasoning, man. That's pretty damn good. That little part was cooked. <laughs> but uh, I eating raw meat, man. <laughs> Go man. ahead. I'm sorry. But um, you know what? Though thinking about it, some of the people that you think is important in your life. End up not really being that important. What do you mean? 
Like, um, some people that say they got you no matter what. So, the whole veteran thing. Okay. No, I'm going to call this out. Okay, let's go. This is what happened this weekend. It was you and I. Uh, I got to be careful about my words because of the situation that I'm in. Okay. You and I were supposed to go somewhere this weekend. Right. Catch my drip. Right. Um, I have some people from the Marines that, uh, that live out there. Right. And uh, I hit them up because I was thinking, you know what? After we get done seeing our brother, let's, uh, we don't want to go out that way, you know, just for that little short period of time. Dragging along, meet some of my old friends, you know, see how it goes. And, you know, the veteran community will sit here and say, Oh, man, if you ever need anything, let me know. Hey, if you ever need something, let me know. It's all bullshit. <laughs> it is, man. It really is. Um, I know you got me. You know, mm-hmm. I, uh, um, I I can think of other people that I know for a fact have my back, regardless of how far we drift apart in life. I'm assuming so, but uh, some of the, some of these guys really shocked me, and uh, I hit everybody up. One guy was like, "Hey, uh, I hit one guy up." He said, "Oh, I'm working this weekend," which his job, I I got it. I was like, "Yeah, that makes sense." Well, then another one of the Marines hit me up like, yeah, uh, this guy's had the same guy told me his words. Yeah, he's so, having a party this weekend. So, you should come through. So, what? So when we talk about veterans, right? Because mm. uh, there there are a lot of veterans, uh, both both passed on mm-hmm. and those who are still living, mm-hmm. who have made the tremendous sacrifice to uh, be able to get us that were the unit. I, I take pride in, in, in what I do. I really do. Even though sometimes we we deal with the with the BS and we just deal with the minute stuff, but if you really sit down and think about it, so many people have who've paved the way before us that you know risked right. their lives and their families' lives like to for us to keep wearing this uniform. Like when you think about that, like how do you feel about some? Oh, how do you feel about? I gotta get the ribs, y'all. Right. How do you feel about? Uh, soldiers who really don't understand soldiers, airmen, just your perspective. Not saying, and ladies and gentlemen, this is our opinion. All right, it's not the views of the military or all that good stuff. Just what do you think? You, you talking about soldiers that uh don't take it seriously enough? Yeah. Um, I think with the way training is set up and the way they are indoctrinated, because that's what it comes down to—is indoctrinated is uh. I 100% see why they, they feel that way, um, you know, and um, honestly, I mean, even most, I've met a couple people that have only joined the military, not for service of country, but just for the benefits that comes with completing your service again you now. Know, everybody's journey is different. Mm-hmm. Everybody's journey is different. So, like, if I get a PV2 who only joins for the school, like, it's my job as a leader to be like, all right, I know you're just trying to join for the school. I understand that. I don't know everybody's story. I get it. But it's my job as a leader to train a soldier to be the best on the battlefield, off the battlefield. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's all another point I was going to make. It is up to the leaders, the NCOs, the officers, the senior leaders, like, to instill the fact that, dude, we are in life or death, uh, life or death situations a lot. And even when we're training, right, that, that thing you're training for could save someone's life one day. Right. 
And that's not something you want to mess around with. So do you think now, like, do you think, all right, do you think that some some individuals take advantage of, you know, the the way people have paid the way for them, if you kind of understand what I'm saying? Uh, no, no, I don't. Okay. I don't think so. I think that um, the way that it's all been set up, that it is actually someone's right to take advantage of um, all that benefit. Kind of like the fireworks thing, right? Okay, not really just like taking advantage of the benefits, but not really grasping the concept of the... Uh, the severity of being the in the uniform? Yes, the the importance. And... Mm. I think that just comes with the uh, us not being in the state of war anymore. To mm. be honest. Right. Because I, I watched the change. Even in the Marine Corps, you know, when me and my guys came in, uh, we were, we, we were ready to, you know, we were ready to die, man, you know what I mean? Like, we were ready to get it. Right. You know, we wanted to kill, we wanted to kill the, the Taliban, putting it in, in, watching my words. Right, for sure. Not what we call them, but. Right. But I understand where you come from. Um... We we wanted to be a bunch of pipe headers. And uh even in the Marine Corps, man, as the years went by and the deployments died down, the new PFCs and Lance Corporals we were getting were they were different. Hmm. They were in, they it was almost like they were entitled. Um, they weren't ready to eat nails and, you know, spit hot fire and all that. You know, they weren't ready to do all that. That's not even why they joined. Right. Uh, matter of fact, I tried to help one kid get kicked out when I was an NCO. Because he only joined for college. And I asked him. He was just wasn't performing. And I was like, why'd you choose the Marine Corps for college? Like, you know this is a low-key cult. And uh, I, I did my best to help him get a uh, general discharge. You know, I wrote him several counselings. Right. Got him in JP, which is what he wanted. Right. And because I didn't want him in my rank and file. Right. I, I would have been horrified if I, if I had to have him up on my gun turret. Right. Or even in the driver's seat of a Humvee. So, with that being said, so moving forward, because as you see, um, the, the military is changing. Right. Mm -hmm. So, before we go into the next topic... Right. And once again, like we just vibing, right? Right. Um but I do want to talk about other stuff. Still you know, you finish my story by getting swerved by people who By who? By people who said they'd have my back. Oh man, we kinda we kinda we kinda beard off. Alright, so alright, you're right, you're right, you're right. So go back on how people swerved you. My bad. Don't don't hurt me. So my bad. I finish want, the story. I just want to talk about the whole veteran concept. Right, All right my bad. Because like ahead. you and I's relationship goes deeper than the army. Right, right. But some of these same people are like, oh yeah, no matter what, like you always be able to reconnect with that third man. I got swerved, man, for this weekend. I got swerved, left on red. Um, it's kind of devastating. And even before that, uh, there was this one 
Marine. I'm not going to mention, you know, details because I don't want to put people's business out there. But uh, I tried to, um, I got lonely one day and uh, I tried to hit this person up. And me and this person were real close. We were real tight back in the day. And uh, I hit this person up. I was like, hey, uh, can you can you talk right now? I just I really want to catch up. I really want to just talk and, 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 and catch up and bullshit. And that individual was like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm busy right now. Uh, let's try again sometime else. And I'm like, okay, well, let's set up a time. And that person never got back to me. That's all I wanted to do was talk. Right. And um, Grant, we hadn't talked in years, but it's like we 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 were close. Right. Well, at least I thought we were close. And so that's why I say like the whole everybody, everybody, these are the same people that are doing the twenty two push ups a day challenge. These are the same people that are over here, all oh, twenty two a day, you know, do twenty two, twenty two till none. But when someone cause the, You've been in a minute, just like I have. You've been in the grip. You know damn well when someone's about to kill themselves, they're not going to come out and say, hey, man, I'm going to kill myself. Call me. They're, they're, it starts low like that. Hey, man, can I talk? What? Hey, you want to just catch up? You want to bullshit? What? Hey, you want to get together? And granted, that's not... Okay. Oh, what happened? No, my mother-in-law was getting ready to come. Oh, okay. She's not coming. But, uh... That's where I'm at, man. Is like people are so fake. People are so fucking fake. And I got this back to Freemasonry, man. Like, I mean, I met some Masons that are fake, 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 fake. But I've met a lot of real people though in Freemasonry that I think that actually ties me deeper than the whole veteran deployment thing. Cause right. it hit, it hit different. It hit different. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean. I just kind of feel like, for me, I sometimes I really don't know, man. As far as like, I enjoy what I do. Um, I enjoy, you know, my passions and things like that. However, comma, I need to be able to. We just said the word a few minutes ago. Reflect, mm-hmm. right? I need to be able to reflect and be like, okay. Where am I missing the mark? And what am I doing to get that 50 meter target? Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you got to check and adjust your fire. Because, like, I don't want to be that guy. Like, if you called, like, God forbid this happens. Like, you call and I'm not there. Like, Greg, right? Right. You know Greg. Mm. You know? I conducted that guy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I love Greg, by the way. I do, too. I love him. I do, too. I, uh, he called me and he was like, Hey, when you got a minute, call me. But I never hit him because with that time change, man, he's uh-huh. there. I'm here. Yeah. And the time is always kind of messed right. up. And so I be feeling bad because I just be like, you know what? I got to hit Greg back up. Yeah. I texted him tonight. Actually. I told him I was going to hit him up as soon as I got back. Home. Really? Yeah. Cause I got a missed call from him. I got like eight missed calls from him, Yeah. <laughs> but I got to call him back though. Saint. Hey, we are not burning these ribs this time. <laughs> We're not. It's not gonna happen. But that's the thing. You know, like, it's about, like, he's a solid fucking dude. He is. And uh, we're not burning these ribs. They're actually looking real good. They look. They real might be good. ready. I think they're ready, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna come back. We're gonna cut these ribs up. 
Uh, I don't think they're ready, but I just want to slow cook it. Okay. Slow cook. I want to slow cook it. Okay. Uh, we're going to come back. We're going to get to more into uh, Freemasonry. We're going to get more into veterans. And we're going to talk about a little bit about love. You know, this is a newly newlywed guy, <laughs> and he's a new daddy. Like, mm-hmm. all of, like, how old is Aaron? Uh, like three months. Three three months. I'm sorry I said his name. My bad. It's all good. It's all good. Okay, cool. I'm. Hey, tripping. All right, cool. I got him on Facebook. It's all good. Okay. Anybody good with me? See my son. All right. Well, we will be back, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, we're gonna keep this good conversation going. All right, we back. Uh, the the ribs are almost ready. We finna dine and wine here in a moment. I'm gonna keep that on low heat, man. So. We talk. We're now we're talking about love, right? Um, so, you made a statement earlier before we start recording. Uh, like you said, just because, um, just because we click, don't mean we soulmates. Mm-hmm. Explain, cause I, I'm gonna play devil at devil's advocate for you. Okay. Explain. So, see in the military a lot, young, dumb. Private Snuffy meets this girl from out of town or in town or whatever, wherever the hell he meets her. They hang out for two months, three months, sometimes not even that. And uh, they find each other hilarious. They hang out all the time. They get along, right? They're amiable towards each other. They run off and get married. Six months after that, Private Joe Snuffy has his first divorce. His bank account's drained because he, you know, has to pay alimony and she took all his stuff. And it's like, well, it wasn't the woman I married. I was like, but did you know the woman you married? So, uh, one of the things I was talking about is like with my wife, you know, I've only been married a year. And, you know, we got a newborn son, but before we got married, man, we had some serious discussions. You know, what what do you think about financially? What do you what are you what are your thoughts spiritually? What are what are your morals, your ethics, your values? You know, yeah, you know, I mean my wife first met, we clicked, we vibe, we were making each other laugh, we were hanging out all the time, but uh it wasn't until we got in those deep conversations where it was like Yeah, this is the one. You know what I mean? Like this woman's pretty pretty awesome that and her actions too you know her actions in adversity i think a lot of people get married before they experience the uh, adversity mm-hmm. um one of the uh upsides of being in the military that a lot of people don't realize is uh when it comes to relationships why i always tell my soldiers to take their time it puts you in adversity often whether you're going in the field whether you're going on deployment whether you're PCSing, it's not a third. So if your girlfriend or fiance at that time, watch how she acts. Watch how she deals with it. Watch how she develops as a person. That's how you're gonna know. You don't meet, you know, these dumb, dumb youngins will meet somebody and two weeks later they're in love. So, so you think that just because, like, the individual's cool with the individual, with the other individual, and they click, that don't mean that they're soulmate. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I don't, I don't, feel, say we're married, right? Right. And 
I kind of feel Who's like. Top? Huh? Who's the top? What? I said carry on. That was a terrible joke. <laughs> and I, I didn't catch it until like you looked at me like, who's the t-? Shut the hell up, man. <laughs> who's the top? But no, like, um, you made me, made my train of thought just like go. What was I saying? Let's say we're married. We're talking about uh, soulmates. Right. So. Say me and you are married. Mm-hmm. No, fuck that. Me and my wife are married. Okay. <laughs> Not wrong, man. I'm a good looking guy. Hey, you a good looking guy. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, man. It means a lot coming from you. But uh, I don't think that we just have one soulmate. Mm. Here's the reason. I mean, here's the reason why I say that. Okay. We've been taught in life that a soulmate is the person that you marry and to spend the rest of your life with, right? Mm-hmm. Primarily, not it doesn't go that way full circle all the time, but generally, when we talk about soulmates, we talk about the one that we settle down with and until death do us part type shit, right? Right. Um, I do believe there is more than one soulmate, right? Mm-hmm. So the I feel like the soul has nothing to do with the body. And the body has nothing to do with the soul, although they work as one. If you understand what I'm saying, mm-hmm. like the, the 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 body can't operate with the soul, and the soul can't operate without the body. Well, right. actually, the soul can't operate without the body. But that's going on into some different stuff. We're talking about kind of like the moon and the moon and the sun, right? Maybe I should do with each other, but we wouldn't be able to see the fucking exactly moon without the sun. duality, right? Mm-hmm. Like bad, good, right. peace, war, mm. right? right? So we. We we take this concept of a soulmate and we're just like looking, okay, that's my soulmate. Why? Because I'm married. I think we have more than one soulmate because there are, there are people on this earth and people that we meet, right, that we just, we get it. We click. Right. Like, sometimes we get in relationships that, relationships that don't serve us, mm-hmm. right? We get into marriages that don't serve us. I kind of feel like our soulmate like we click and everything is synchronized and it, at the end of the day it serves us it serves each other you know what i'm saying i don't know if i'm saying that right but like 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 me and you mm-hmm. like you're married i'm married um but somewhere down the line it was meant for us to happen true it was meant for us to meet and talk and now i see our relationship now you my brother like mm-hmm. Like there's no no one in the world that's gonna take that title from you. You, you literally my brother. Like yeah. if you were if we were born by the same mom, you don't, you understand what I'm saying? For me, that's a, that's a that's a soul tie. You you understand what I'm saying? It's not a concept of like, oh, uh, Tom, I'm a, I'm gonna take you out back and I'm gonna just go ham. Nah, it, it don't mean that. We we think a lot of things like you said earlier. We think. In terms of sex a lot. Mm-hmm. Although sex is outstanding. It's great. However, comma. You can have sex with somebody. And don't touch that individual soul. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You can just. You can just. You can just. You can just say, hey, I'm going to hit it. And you don't feel nothing from it. I know exactly what you mean. You know what I'm saying? So. Even with those individuals that we're married to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If, if, if the vibe ain't right. Like. Are they truly our soul? 
partners or our soulmates just because we're married? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. And uh, so I agree. I agree with, with, with that aspect. Um, but, uh, but that's what I'm saying. I think that you need to be, when it comes to marriage, I think it needs to be somebody in order to be a healthy, happy relationship. It needs to be somebody who your your soul is and you know isn't twined with. I mean, I think you know that's what we were, the problem with a lot of these young. But who's but who's to say that's like when you get married, that's off the top going to be like that? Like, because me and La Germany, we got married like dumb quick. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so that's something we had to grow in. That's something mm. that we had to. Something that we had to work on between us each other as a married couple, uh, but at the end of the day, like it wasn't there at first, but at the same time, it was there because we was met. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I feel that. But I get what you're saying, though. I I, I feel that perspective that you got going on over there, man. No, I 100% see where where you're coming from too. Um, it's uh so you know with my marriage you know we had to go through the United States forces Korea USFK I that. I and that was like an f process and uh it mm. was literally at the end of the day like I had to really want to marry this person because Jesus Christ dude so many roadblocks just to get married because apparently a 20 I was 27 when I got married a 27 year old e5 in the army is not Grown enough to make his own damn decisions, um, but that made it. See, that made it stronger. So I guess you know my only experience. So I've almost been married twice before I met my wife, and uh, one time, the first time, it was uh, I was so blinded by the flesh. Does that make sense? Oh, she was hot. She was sexy, and. Uh, all constant sex even when she didn't want it she would let me have it and i was so blinded by the flesh this woman couldn't do no wrong in my eyes because of how attracted i was to her not on the inside but it really was just pure physical like so much i was obsessed with her and uh i just couldn't see all the wrong she was doing it was right there in front of my eyes. It was like tainted. Yeah, it was right there in front of my eyes the whole time. And uh, I just, and the second time, uh, it, was, it wasn't it was like that. But matter of fact, I mean, I low-key was just kind of agreed with this woman. She was the one that wanted to get married, and I was 25 at the time. And I was just like, yeah, fuck it, why not? <laughs> and, uh. To be honest, I mean, when she left me, it hurt a little bit, but I was fine. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I was actually a little worried that I was dead inside uh, after that one because, like, I should feel some type of way about this, but I don't. Right. Um, now, I'll say this, like, I do believe that the soul, your soul can be attracted to another soul, and that other soul doesn't reciprocate. Um, I had, man, I hope my wife doesn't listen to this podcast. I mean, we've already kind of talked about this anyways, but, uh, you know, I had a deep connection 
towards another girl. Um, when I was 26. Uh, matter of fact, I was 20, 25. I met her right after, right after that second gal left me. And, uh, man, we dated on and off for three years. Uh, matter of fact, the last time I talked to her was two days before I met my wife for the first time. And ultimately, it was me meeting my wife that made me cut it off with this this girl. Right. Um, I was so deeply in love with this girl, and no matter what I did, she would just feed me crumbs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Feed me crumbs. I was her, I was her just in case. And uh, that shit hurts, man. Ooh, that shit hurts. Um, so I feel like I guess. I don't know. I don't really know how I was going with this. I guess we we're just talking about soulmates. And... Right, right, right. I, I mean, I, I get it, man. Like, so I guess I guess that's my thing. Like, how do you? I guess that brings me to this topic. How do you know when to trust your soul? Yeah, that's where I was going with. That. How do you know when to trust your soul? Mm-hmm. So go oh, ahead, yeah. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Because oh, with that one girl I was talking about, my soul was telling me, man, she's the one. This is it for three years. Right. No matter what she did, every time she would come crawling back to break that glass, break class in the case of loneliness, and right. I was I was there. So, to answer that question, so when I answer this, I'm only speaking from my perspective on, you right. know, this is this is not, this is just my perspective. It ain't, you know, in no books and that shit. So, you know, recently my, my transition from religion and, uh, you know, just me finding out who the hell Marcus is, right? right. That transition. Um, a lot of questions being asked, uh, a lot of doubt, a lot of that. And so when you ask that question, how do you trust your soul? I'm at a point now to where you trust your soul, you just kind of know. Like, we know, like, when we going to take these ribs off because we just know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And... I looked for a long time um, for God outside of me, mm-hmm. you know, like, OK, God, I need you. I'm looking for God on the outside of me, but I'm really not looking inside of myself. Right. And so everything that I need is right here inside of me. You know, my blood, my bloodline, like who I am, what the essence of my soul that makes up of who I am, everything that I need. And. And it's getting to that point to where I have to just, I guess, do things that that serve me, change my perspective on a lot of things, a lot of unlearning, some things that I've been taught as a, as a, as a kid and as a man coming up, and learn some new things and open up my open up my uh, my box. We don't learn as people. Well, we we still gonna learn whether whether it's good or bad in that perspective, like. Um, but we need to learn for me, I need to learn that it's okay to hear a different perspective. Mm-hmm. So how do how do I trust my I trust my soul by the things that I listen to, the things that that serve me and the things that help Marcus out, that benefit me and that benefit my family. And if those work, I'm 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 gonna keep going. Like I'm not gonna I'm not going to pray a thousand times without no intentions mm-hmm. if the prayer if the prayers ain't working. Right. You know what I'm saying? 
These ribs are done, man. <laughs> These ribs are done. Um, so that's for me on like how do you trust your soul? You just be. Mm. You just be. Get rid of, you know, um getting rid of I guess wanting to please everybody. That's the hardest thing for me. Pleasing everybody and what that looks like. And uh just just going going forward and also having somebody that can tell you, hey, Marcus, you blew it in this area. And okay, not even really blew it, but change your perspective. <laughs> Adjust fire, change Adjust, fire. Exactly. You know? And with that, you elevate like that. You 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 raise your vibrations like that on how you trust your soul. What about you? What's your thought on it? Um I mean again, I just kinda float, man. Uh for me, I mean, everything just kind of fell into place, so I'm blessed in that. I will say that uh, I'm I'm very, very lucky, very blessed, uh, and uh, I don't know, man. Everything just has worked out for me so so well, and I know it just hasn't been that way for others. And you know, I haven't really I've made some mistakes in my life, man. That uh that I definitely should have paid for, that I definitely haven't paid for. Well, was it really a mistake? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, um, but it's like, so that's why I say, like, I don't really trust my brain or my soul, if you will. I don't really trust my instinct because uh, my instinct has led me to some pretty raggedy decisions in the past. Um and, and like I said, it, it's hard to speak on it. Like I was saying, like my the life that I have now, literally just kind of fell into my lap. I mean, dude, we were leaving a bar, the and the the woman who I've been hitting on, who I've been you know trying to chase, sat me down and introduced me to my future wife. Right. What the hell? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean, like. And it and it just it, I just I don't know, dude. I just can't explain it. And that's just pretty much how everything's been in my life. Like it's all happened for me at the right time, at the right moment. And I don't know who, what, when, why, or how I've got looking over me. But uh, I can honestly say, man, like I've overcome some adversity myself, but a lot of my adversity. That I that has been overcame has not been myself. It just kind of happened, right? And uh, that's that's why it's hard for me to speak on this subject because again, like I don't really trust myself like that. Right. How many pieces of rib? All of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, let me start with three. All right. Woo wee. They look good. Too, they man. do look good. All right. All right. Thank Ladies you. and gentlemen, we finna eat these ribs. We talking about love, soulmates. Uh, now we're gonna eat these ribs. And if we come back, we just come back. If we don't, we don't. <laughs> well, Joseph and his brother, I forgot their last names, but they were they were Mexican. And I come over to their house a lot. You know, chill out, hang out. Um so Hey, welcome back. No, man, just keep going, man. I'm, I'm, oh, oh, um, man, just keep on going, bro. 
So that's just, and I think it was just the crowd I was wrong with. But, it, but, but back to things, like, I was still a loving person, even though I was running with the wrong crowd. Does that make sense? But I also yeah. didn't know what the fuck I was doing back then either. I wasn't truly, I wasn't questioning things like I should have been. So, I mean, fuck, if you told me that uh, if I didn't go to sleep at night, if I don't go to sleep at night, uh, Jesus is going to come out of my closet and, and, you know, give me the sticking. I would have fucking believed you, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's what the, the church government body told me enough. Now, I just, if it's not in the fucking Bible, if it's not in the Bible and makes sense, I don't believe it. Right. I just, I don't. Right. Um, and a lot of the laws and the rules that are in the Bible were laws of that time period, right? right. Like, um, obviously they didn't want you to plug nobody outside of your wife, because that's how fucking venereal disease spread. And that shit was fatal back then, right? right? It was unclean. They couldn't clean the coochie. They couldn't clean the fucking, <laughs> their wieners. Right. Um, <clears throat> circumcision was a big thing back then. Right. Because it was easier to clean the wiener. Right. I don't think God came out of the sky and told all the Jews, hey, you all need to shave your penises. Because that's a symbol of my life. I think that a priest was like a priest and the the Israelite government of that time period got together and like we gotta do something about all this fucking infected dicks. <laughs> we got people dying. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm gonna tell them that God says we gotta cut this shit off when they're babies so they can fuck clean it better. Right. Fucking bet. Send it. You right. know what I mean? Right. And that's the proclamation camera. It's just like shellfish, right? They say don't eat shellfish, don't eat pork. Well, back then you couldn't clean the pork. Couldn't clean the pig. Right. Right? You didn't know what the fuck the pig was carrying. You know, people were eating that shit and they were not in. Right. Shellfish. Shellfish is, even even today, you know, outside of, like, shrimp and lobster, you know, you're, you're still taking a fucking gamble. Right. Eating clams and, you know, crawdads and shit like that. Because right. even now, we still don't have it completely properly. Like, they're not all cleaned properly. Right. You can still get a, a disease or a parasite from eating. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't fuck with uh, crawdads. Right. I just kind of feel like I'm always eating shit. Right. Like, literally. Right. When I, when I break the tail open, uh-huh. like, it looks brown. Yeah, tracking. Yeah. Yeah. You, you yeah. gotta swipe your finger and get it out. Exactly. It's pretty disgusting. Right. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, I still eat it because I'm a dirty bird. But, <laughs> um, but back then, you know, that reason that shit came out, because people were dying. People were getting parasites and, and killing over. I just kind of feel like, bro, like... I just want to be able to stay in my own lane. Mm-hmm. You know, stay in my own lane. Love, love everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's it, bro. Like, I don't want all this division that we got mm-hmm. going on. Love. Like, you're like, you're like, if I would put you on a movie, like, you would be the definition billboard of a white guy of Texas. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. You got, I mean, you got your cowboy boots on. Your slim, your slims, straight pant lid, your nice little burned up shirt with your cowboy hat. Never in a million years, I would have ever, ever talked to you. Right. I would have respected you. Just that's just the way I was brought up. But like, we, we, we. I think we put all these labels and mm-hmm. who, 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 who are click, mm-hmm. who, who we like to hang with. Mm-hmm. Man, fuck that. That that's the way I feel now. Like I'm getting ready to be 33 years old, man. Like 
just by knowing you, giving me so much insight on a lot of things, bro. Like, but if I would have, I guess, kind of went on with the way I was taught, not necessarily it was a bad way I was taught, but I guess with that stigma, blacks only hang with the blacks, mm-hmm. the whites only hang with the whites. Mexicans hang with the Mexicans and then and, and you just kind of find your way like mm-hmm. I never would have got this perspective you know what I'm saying because right. like you take off them cowboy boots you take off that hat you take off your clothes you a man at the end of the day if somebody came and slit your throat shit next week we gonna be at your funeral mm-hmm. you understand what I'm saying facts and that that there doesn't like your religion can't do it or how you grew up Mm-mm. if somebody came in my house right now slit all of our throats they're going to be saying all of our obituaries. Mm-hmm. You're a Christian. I'm not a Christian. He's atheist. She's Muslim. Whatever, whatever. We all going to be in the obituaries mm-hmm. on a Sunday paper. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? You're absolutely correct. So, why the division? And see, it, 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 here's where my brain's at. Is all of that went out the window when I joined the Marines. Mm. Um, so, I see it now in the Army. I don't see this in the Marines still. The little bit of interaction I've had with Marines since I've been in the Army. Um, I've noticed in the Army, people will click up accordingly. Oh, yeah. That's a big fact. And that blows my mind. I saw it in Korea all the time. I mean, you got, like, different branches, though. So, like, you got, uh, let's just say the quartermaster, mm-hmm, right? Right. Quartermaster predominantly is I mean you got some white folk and uh some white folk like in the quartermaster you know a lot more mm-hmm. than you expect I don't mm-hmm. know the percentage I don't know the facts but just what I've seen the time I've been in the most of the blacks that serve the support like cooking goddamn pumping fuel fucking uh supply that's black folks and Mexicans mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying I'm saying and when you get to a company, like, we, we used to make the jokes. We was like, shoot, we we the black company. You know <laughs> Like, we, we, we a black company. Like, the whole, we had, a, we had a platoon of, like, 60. It was between fuelers and, and uh, water specialists. Like, it was like a platoon of 60. And you probably had, shit, about 80% black. 10% fucking Mexican and that other 80, other 10% was white or other. Damn. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we we the black platoon. Now that I'm in combat arms, it's like, it's far and far in between. Like, I don't see me like I used to mm-hmm. in my first unit. It was a support company. Now I'm in the combat arms. You know, it's like, I see mostly white guys. You know what I'm saying? I still conversate with the white guys like I do with the black guys and the Mexican guys. It's all the same. You know what I'm saying? Now it, it ain't different. Just a just a caveat off of that. Um six three seven, we all rolled together. We did not click up accordingly. And I did I just I didn't really mention that. I just a caveat with saying you're you're correct. It is the different branches, the I feel like outside of the combat arms branches, artillery, cab, and infantry, um, people click up accordingly, and they really think of the fact that it was all just because it was predominantly 
X are predominantly Y yeah. in those different units. Um, I'm curious why that is though. Why I, I I got my conspiracy theories, but I keep that I keep that for another day. Fuck it, I say it now. Yeah, I would love. That. <laughs> I want to hear this. Let's go. <laughs> so here, all right. So here's my conspiracy theory on why you see most of the support support people being black or Mexican, and you have that like less than like three percent being white or other, right? Mm-hmm. So when you think of things. The biggest branch of the army is quartermaster. The second biggest branch of the army is the infantry. So you got those those uh, ride them cowboys go out into the fight, fucking kill everybody, go win the war. But you need cooks. Who can cook? Historically, who can cook? Black people. Black folk. They got their soul to they. They got the soul to the food. Not saying. I'm not saying white well, the cook. ones in Korea need to fucking re-explore their roots. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. something going on in Thunder End. My bad, Kenny. My bad. <laughs> My bad. It's not you. It's not you. But, like, when you talk about uh, a few, mm-hmm. those hard-working, mm-hmm. those labor, those labor ah, uh, yeah. jobs, right, where you got to... Put that motherfucking work in where you fucking mm-hmm. breaking your back, jumping in out of trucks all goddamn day. Shit, who been doing labor? Who been doing labor in the in the fucking uh, country? That's my conspiracy. Who been doing the fucking labor? Mexicans, the fucking uh, the blacks, and the goddamn immigrants. You're sure right. So it's, it's it's too easy to give that individual something that they already used to that they lineage is used to they we used to hard labor so let's let's make them let's make it in the army this community or the military i don't know how it is for the marines but for the army that's why i can relate to them in the army like so we're gonna make it we're gonna make this branch predominantly black so when we go into these recruiting stations if we want these good jobs shit we can't get them because of the "Quote unquote GT score." What what do they offer us? They offer infantry. We don't want to do infantry because we don't want to get fucking shot. They only offer us support or truck driver. That's hard labor shit. Right. We can't get intelligence because we ain't smart enough. We can't get fucking uh signal because because we ain't got no fucking associate degree. We can't go officer because we ain't got no fucking degree. So what else is there to serve in the United States Army? We don't want to go get shot on the front line. We, so we're going to do this labor, predominantly black, Mexican, other. That's my conspiracy theory. I could be wrong. You, I could you, be might, wrong. you might got a point. But that's just my theory on it, man. I don't know. So in the Marines, you know, there's not that many black people in the Marines, period. Right? Right. Now, I will say this about the Marines, and I don't know why it is this way, but if you talk to most Marines, they'll fucking agree. Um... When it comes to the the dark green marines, we call them because we're all fucking green. Right. Some are just a little dark, darker shader of right. green. When it comes to the dark green marines, dude, they're either the best marine you'll ever fucking meet. I mean, fucking everything squared away, like the fucking best, like top of the top, showing all his peers up, showing his leaders up, just being a <laughs> fucking badass, right? right. Or they are the shittiest, undisciplined piece of shit. Get them the fuck out. Get them out of my rank and file. Like fucking scumbags you'll ever meet. And there's no in between. 
they're dead ass. I've never met an average black marine. Really? Never. Either they ass or they grass. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's actually a, a well-known topic in the Marine Corps. Like, and we don't know why. Like, we don't know. And there's more stellar. So there's more stellar one. I can only count maybe two dark green Marines off of the top of my, my head that were just completely just pieces of just garbage where I can count shit. I can't even count on my fingers and toes how many stellar fucking black Marines I met. Mm. And I do mean fucking stellar, right? Right. Hoorah. I mean like outperforming everybody. Really? Yes. Yes. And I mean perform I mean in leadership, uniform inspections, room inspections. Task conditions and standards, warrior battle drills, whatever you'll call them here in the arm. Everything. I mean, smoking everybody. I don't know. I honestly couldn't tell you, man. That's that's very interesting, man. So, to be honest, it's actually kind of uh, when you get a, a black platoon sergeant or, you know, a black first sergeant or a company guns that's black. Your heart kind of sinks a little bit because you know he's gonna be. He gonna, he gonna bring that fish. Oh my fucking Man, god, look. dude! We had this one gunny, gunny golden. He was actually a stellar fucking marine. His home life was trash, <laughs> but the dude had like seven kids from like oh, eight different women. The dude had to work uh, at Domino's after hey, he got off. Hey, what what are the odds this gunny <laughs> listens to this podcast? <laughs> Gunny Golden, wherever you are, man, God bless you, because I have so many. So he, so he would, because of his child support, was so fucked, right, from all these goddamn women he had kids with. He, uh, he would get off work and immediately go working for Domino's. But guess what he used his time at Domino's to do? Make pieces. No, he was a delivery. <laughs> a joke. He would he would deliver to the barracks, and he would be checking on us. And if he caught you underage drinking, he'd be like, "I'll see you in the morning." Really? <laughs> yeah, man. Like, <laughs> dude. Like, we every time we ordered pizza, we were like, "Who's delivering?" That gunny gold shit. Gunny Gold's go. <laughs> who do you? Who do you? <laughs> <laughs> like the whole barracks lock up, man. man. Gunny Gold's delivering the goddamn pizza. Everybody oh. hide. But he was. But he was a good fucking leader like and if you fucked up like what you know what I mean like he's a good dude shoot man I want to I want to be that type of leader I don't want to instill fear in nobody right that 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 shit this age old long dead and gone way of thinking in the military right instilling fear in your uh, subordinates right right so Here's the type of leader I want to be. When Sergeant Bush come come in your hallway, when Sergeant Bush come on the line, if your shit ain't right, try me one time. We'll fix it. The next time you try me, oh, you already know it's game time if you fuck up. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it, it builds character. Like, me now. Here's the type of leader I am now, right? Right. Uh... My so- I'm a human. I ain't a robot. My soldiers can pretty much get away with murder with me. Mm-hmm. Murder. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but 
I know what type of leader I am. They can get away with murder with me, right? Uh, but if you lie to me and you don't do your job, if you tell me you're going to do something and I come find out you ain't do it or you didn't even attempt to do it, right? that's when I flip my shit. Man. Right. Like, if you late, I ain't going to lie. If you late, all right, all right, all right, private. Shit. It won, a, it won a battalion or a company formation. All right, man. Like, mm-hmm. whatever, man. Because I know I'll be late. Mm-hmm. It, that's not, like, in the military, that's not our biggest problem. And I don't understand why. I understand being on time is, like, important and shit like that. Don't miss that. Don't miss that SP time. Don't miss that wheels up time where you're going to get an Article 15. I got that part. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, but, but, like, when we come into the motor pool to do the same shit we did yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, are we really stressing on, like, accountability? Or are we just going off of shit that we've heard our whole military career? Right. Where the fuck they at? And we give the excuse, oh, it's just for accountability. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, for me, I'm, I may be fucked up in saying this. You can let me know if I'm wrong, right? <laughs> if a soldier late, because I know I be late. I know, I know I'm a hard worker. But shit, sometimes I'm late. Like, that's not the, the, the worst thing in in our formations is being late. A lot of times people harp on why the fuck you late, why you this. And if you're late, that means you're fucked up. No, you motherfucker. Some people ain't got a good concept of time. Now, is that the way our army and our military has been going the past few years? Maybe so. Maybe we, maybe as a whole, as a military, we've slacked up on discipline. Maybe so. You know, we've slacked on, you know, the days of old, like Desert Storm, when like, okay, if you, if you, if you, if your boots got a scuff in them, I'ma fuck you up, type shit, mm-hmm. right? If your shit ain't iron, I'ma fuck you up. You know what I'm saying? Or do we, do we take pride in our uniform anymore? No. You know, I, I know. I done seen your uniform, yeah. man. <laughs> all that, all that uh, launcher juice on your shit. Mm, yeah, and you don't, and you don't give two shits. <laughs> no, I, don't. I, so, I just want to go home and drink. <laughs> so is that like, is that like where we're moving? So what, what's more important for the soldier right now in the times that we live in? Is it being on time or keeping that soldier safe, being in their bit, like? I don't know, man. So, I, so here's my yo. I'm gonna cut the video or whatever the hell this thing is. We, I ain't probably gonna post this shit. I'm gonna listen to it though. Shit gonna be funny as hell, bro. <laughs> I like the audio. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I mean, sure. I'm gonna say this though, man. I think that's one of the best episodes I've had in a long time. Like, it was fun, man. Just to talk, just to hear the real, the raw, and uncut. I really appreciate the time. You my brother for life, man. G mob step. Y'all take it easy, ladies and gentlemen. BB generated. Let's get it. Let's go.